everyone and welcome back. It's me, Nietzsche, and this is another episode of Adam's Awe of Thought. Today's thought's always very thought-provoking, is very intriguing, is very exciting. Today's thought of conversation is desire. Yeah, I want to talk about desire. But before we get into today's desirable thought, I do want to say if you're watching me on YouTube, please go ahead, like, share, subscribe, and leave a thoughts below. If you're listening to me on any of the podcasts and platforms, please go ahead and give me a thumbs up, give me a five-star rating, leave a thought. You know I'm here for the good thought, bad thoughts, the ugly thoughts. I'm here for all the thoughts in between. I'm also available on the social media platforms under Adams of Thoughts. I desire your support, so go ahead and support your girl. As always, my thoughts keeps me amused and things very interesting. So let's get into today's desirable thoughts. I want to talk about desire, but moreover, I was thinking, is it possible for us to resist desire? But why do we even desire to begin with? Why do humans have the desire need? Why do we need to desire? And I thought about the fact that every single thing that we have ever done was prompted by desire. If you think about everything that was ever invented, every action that we ever do, every single thing could trace back to that desire. And what is desire? Desire is the need or the wishing to have something or achieve something. And that, with that, it incentivizes us. And I think that's why we have desire because it kind of acts as an incentive to us or incentivizes us to wanting to do things, to wanting to try something, to wanting to eat something, to wanting to do anything at all. Anything that we have ever done has stemmed from or was prompted from a desire. It's just a crazy thought, but it. It's actually true because then I look at myself and I look at every single thing that I've ever done and it's because I desired it in some way, shape or form and I work towards it. If you can resist, because when you talk about is it possible for us to resist desire, I don't think we can. I think if anybody can resist anything, that means they didn't desire it. They didn't want it. So when I think about that, I think about, for example, people who are vegetarians, because I'm a vegetarian and I will go out and I will eat and you know when I go out with my friends and eating and they're always their meat eaters obviously and they're like but is it okay for me to eat meat around you because I know sometimes when people are vegetarians or vegans they don't want to see anybody eating meat or anything and I'm like I don't care do what you want to do with your life to each their own. I know this is how I choose to live my life. I'm not here to judge anybody. So if you want to eat your meat, eat your meat. And I feel no ways. It doesn't bother me for I'm sitting having a meal with somebody that's eating their meat. But I don't desire. Can they look at me and they're always saying, I don't know how you do it. I get this so much. You're like, I don't know how you can be a vegetarian and not want meat. I did eat meat. I've eaten meat for basically the whole of my entire life. But I just decided that uh, meat doesn't do it for me. I don't desire it anymore. I do not desire meat. So regardless of how I may walk by the street or walk by a restaurant and it smells delicious, I'm not going to lie. Yes, when they make their meat, it smells delicious. But do I desire it enough to go eat it? Hell no, I don't desire it enough to go eat it so I don't desire it enough this is hard for some people to comprehend when I say I don't care for meat anymore it's like what how could you I don't desire it enough to care for it when I desire something enough I am going to want to do it so you can break down desire into maybe different a lot of different categories because when you talk about desire you could talk for hours and days and years about desire but there is maybe four I don't say four but the main things that we desire, there's a physical desire, which is, you know, food or hunger or thirst or anything like that. 
that's that sort of desire. Then you have the sexual desire, which, you know, is the sex, the coitus, the boom, boom, the, you know, having fun, you know, all those hormones, all your body, your, you know, heat in the groin, you're in heat, whatever it is you want to call, you want to fuck to, you know, simple terms. You want to feel the warmth of another human and you go and you engage in coitus. You also have the economic desire, which you talk about consumer demand and all of that living in a capitalist society. But then we have the intellectual desire, which is curiosity. And as humans, we're naturally curious beings. So we're always asking why, when, how. We're always asking those questions. We always want to know the inner workings of every single thing, which is why you have so many different religions, because they have no idea. Nobody can settle on which one is the correct one. There's Scientology, which is another form of some sort of religion. But there's so many different things because we're so naturally curious. And because of that curiosity, it then enacts all different sort of things. We conjure things into existence. We conjure cell phone. We conjure television. We conjure we conjured so many things into existence because of desire. We want things. We wish for things. And because of that. So when I think back to myself, I'm like, is it possible for us to resist desire? I'm thinking maybe we can, but if we don't desire the thing hard enough or enough, then yes, we can resist it. But why do we desire? I think we desire because it's a way to motivate us. It incentivizes us because without desire, then we're not incentivized. We're not, we don't have any incentive to do anything. And whenever I think about it, there's this quote by this Chinese philosopher called Lao Tzu. And the quote is, when there is no desire, all things are at peace. And whenever I think about that, I'm like, Okay, at what point in human history have we ever been at peace with anything? But I don't think we can achieve complete peace. I mean, if you think about in terms of maybe inner peace and not wanting to think about things materialistically, not want to live in this age of acquisitiveness. And because we're in society now where everything is about acquiring more, and then you think about the hedonic treadmill. This is where this comes in, where the hedonic treadmill is where we desire, we strive, we obtain, we enjoy, we adapt, and then we desire more. And I'm like, but that's literally how it is because it starts out where we desire something. Then we strive, we work towards getting that thing. And then once we get that thing, we obtain it, right? That's where the obtain comes from. Then we obtain it and then it goes to we enjoy it. And then once we enjoy it, we adapt to whatever it is that we just desired, we strive for, we obtain, and now we're enjoying it, then we now adapt to it. And then after we adapt, it becomes boring. Then now we want more. So then that could go back to maybe greed, or maybe it goes back to the acquisitiveness of society, or maybe it just goes back to being human and that we need that to consistently progress. We need that to keep us pushing forward. We need to desire things it is a part of us. I think it is absolutely innately human to have desires. Is is having a desire strictly to humans? Is it maybe, I'm thinking, did desire come about because of how intellectual we are as beings? 
do you think animals have desire outside of the regular normal body function where yes they mate and yes they need food do you think they desire to be anything else do you think they desire to achieve anything other than what they're meant to do which is animal things their animalistic instinct take over but do you think desire comes into anything or is it that desire is strictly based on humans right homo sapiens right because i'm thinking if we go back to the cognitive revolution and then when they're saying the first homo is the homo erectus when they come about and they started to achieve things and i think okay maybe that's when desire came about maybe because if desires only set for humans or the homo sapiens or homo erectus when we go back to if you can trace back our ancestors and go all the way back is it that because they're saying that we evolved from apes not the ones that currently existing but obviously ones before that which you know brought about the cognitive revolution and then the first homo was a homo erectus that came about and then they traveled from africa to go all over the world and all that but point to what i'm saying is that did they have a desire to travel different to different different places on the planet i guess they did which is why they moved right so desire can be traced back to the cognitive revolution so then that means maybe animals don't have desire outside of what they're meant to do but then maybe desire is based on your intelligence level because if you don't have enough intelligence and you don't need to desire certain things or maybe because you have a lot of philosophers who are saying that once you achieve certain level of intellectual capabilities or understanding then you don't need certain things because desire when it comes to materialistic desire is what i'm talking about right now when you talk about desiring materialistic things it could be maybe you're not intellectual enough i don't know i feel like it's very judgy saying that i feel like i'm judging right now saying that but when you think about all the materialistic things in the world today and what a lot of people that is what motivates them to move from one part of their life to the next then but that helps them right that helps them because if you're working a job that's paying is not paying you enough you're gonna that desire comes in that desire to work more money and how can you work more money maybe you need to go back to school maybe you need to go learn a new skill maybe you need to perfect a previous skill that you had that you never thought about using but then it stems from desire the desire to want more the desire to earn more the desire to live better but then when you really think about it it all goes back to humans and how we don't want to feel inferior we want to feel superior we want to always achieve things it goes back to vanity and need the glory we need to be glorified we need all of that because if you think about a little child that's maybe doing something they're always like look at me look at me look at me they want to be told that good job and even as adults is the same thing because even when we're working and if we're doing a job and even if we're getting a bonus or not getting a bonus at the end of the day we still want to be told good job great job or you know you're doing amazing we still want to be told that again it goes back to desire it all goes back to desire as well as power we want to have power so we desire having power because it goes back to superiority and inferiority we want to feel like we're superior to somebody else but realistically if you look at it at the end of the day we're all freaking humans and we all capable of the same thing more or less not everybody is meant to achieve the same things 
different strokes for different folks, but we like to have that sense of superiority. So if somebody who works at a garbage truck and pick the garbage up and somebody's a doctor, not saying this is for everybody, let me preface by saying that, but somebody who's a doctor may feel like, well, I'm more valuable than somebody who picks up the garbage, which not necessarily, yes, you may save lives, but you know, if the garbage get left out on the side of the street for however long, then you'll realize the value of somebody who picks up the garbage. So in my perspective, I don't think anybody is superior to anybody. I think everybody has their purpose and have their reason, but I feel like I'm straying off the desire path here that I'm talking about, talking about desire. But I think we want to be altruistic. I think being altruistic may be good for us, being selfless, giving back, because when I feel like a lot of time desires could stem from a selfish perspective. We want to, again, feel superior to others. We want to achieve more than what the next person have. A lot of time we look at what people have, especially in society and when it comes to celebrities. Why do you think they make so much money? A lot of them, yes, there's talent in terms of when you look at particular actors or actresses, they have talent or singers and all of that when they're doing their creative thing. Yes, Some of them are definitely well within their right. They have the talent. They have the talent to achieve whatever it is they're achieving. But sometimes you can't really pinpoint what it is that their talent is. What what is your talent? But they're super successful because people are obsessed with the idea of having things that they really can't afford. They desire to have a lifestyle that looks perfect. They desire to have a big house with 50 bedrooms. Do you need 50 bedrooms? How many bedrooms can you sleep in at a time? One. You can sleep on one. You can sleep in one bedroom on one. But we have the desire to want more and more and more. We're never satisfied with just the bare minimum. And again, that could come off as greed or it could come off as acquisitiveness Whatever it is, I think it's all placed back into capitalism. And because of these companies are pushing so many things that telling us that we need more and this is going to make our lives better. Do we need it? No, we do not need all that stuff. But we are told that we need all this stuff. So then we start to desire. But isn't it sort of a a pseudo desire? I want to call it like a fake desire. It's not a real desire because I would consider real desire as in like physical desire and hunger or intellectual desire, like curiosity or maybe um, sexual desire, which things that we literally have no control over. Yes, we can maybe ignore certain things if we don't desire it enough. Like for example, sex, as you know, if you're with a partner and you may not be having sex for months or years, but you don't want to cheat on a partner. Yes, you do desire sex and you may desire sex a lot, but you want to be a good partner and you're not going to do it. So you may resist it from somebody else, but you still want sex. You're resisting, but you can only resist for so long. You can't resist the urge indefinitely. You can only resist it for so long. But when it comes to this manufactured desire, this desire of the acquisitiveness where we're told that we need more we need to acquire more especially when it comes to power you need more power it's never enough to just be humble to just have enough of anything you need to have more you need to have multiple homes you need to have multiple cars you need to have 
multiple kids, you know, <laughs> you need to have a million and one kids. And I understand if you can take care of them, but if you can't take care of them, you don't, you only need to have one or none. If you can't take care of kids, don't have them. But we desire so much. It's impossible to get rid of desire. But this manufactured desire that makes us want to achieve things that may be out of our reach in terms of you don't have what it takes. And we sit down and we think that, well, I need to make more money. But they don't want to go and put the work in to make more money. Instead, they may resolve to stealing immoral acts in order to get what they think is going to make them happy and i think that's one of the dangers of this manufactured desire this acquisitiveness of society that we're living in where it's telling us we need more in order to be happy and i think maybe it kind of goes back to the quote where with um loud where he says uh when there is no desire all things are at peace which may be no desire, but when your desire is in control in terms of you're not desiring things that are not met for you. You're not walking into a luxury or dealership or an expensive part of the city and look and be like, oh man, I wish I live in a big house like that. Or I want to live in a big house like that. I think that's where we, we start problems with ourselves. I think we start problems with ourselves because we're looking at what other people have and we're desiring it. And it's not bad because it could incentivize us to go about it the right way, but it could also incentivize us to go about it the wrong way. And having so much desire, having too much of this manufactured desire is what I'm calling it. I could be wrong. This is just my thought. I'm just labeling it here as manufactured um, desire by society, telling us that we need more in order to be happy. It definitely has its cons. And there's more cons than pro, I think, because it's making us unhappy. And this is why maybe it goes back to the quote where we have peace when there's no desire. Because if we're not desiring what somebody else have, which we're looking at our current situation saying, well, I live in a one bedroom and look at that person living in a five bedroom, driving a fancy car and I have to take the bus or I have to walk and live in a one bedroom. You see that desire right there? is what's going to get us, it's getting us into problem. And which is why we're living life of being unhappy because we're desiring things that we don't necessarily want to work for. And again, I feel like I'm overgeneralizing when I'm saying that, but I don't want to overgeneralize. So I want to say some people because some people is definitely happy and content living in with their situation. And I don't want to look at anybody and saying anybody's situation is worse than anybody's situation. I think every situation it can be made the best of the situation that you're in because if you look at where you're coming from and where you are now, you can look and say, you know what? I've made progress. I've done a really good job and I'm happy, but it doesn't end there. It's always looking at what more can you achieve? And again, as much as that is good because it incentivizes us to continue move and continue achieve other things, it could also incentivize us to do things that are immoral, to do things that are harming other humans because a lot of these corporations that are multi-billion dollar corporation, they do things to get to that point 
where if you look at a lot of the third world countries, they're not living a great life. They're not even living good lives. Their quality of lives is really short. I was watching a documentary uh, maybe a few days ago. We we're talking about the oil industry. And in Nigeria, they're in a part of Nigeria, they found oil and they went there and they dug up all the oil and the process of how they do it, it left a lot of oil residue all over. It killed all the fish. It killed everything. The life expectancy in that part of Nigeria was like 43 years old. That is very sad. Rich and wild, you look at the big names like BP Oil and Exxon and Shell and Texaco and all of those companies who was there having, who made use of this oil, they're big multi-billion dollar companies while people living in this particular place in Nigeria, life expectancy is like 43 years old. That's sad. And this is goes back to desire. They desire more. And also they're trying to meet the demand of people wanting more oil. Sticking back to my desire point and human desire and the fact that we absolutely can't get rid of desire and we need desire to incentivize us to do things. I would like to think that it could incentivize us to be altruistic and to be selfless and to want to help others. And we should probably try to help others as best as we can. We don't always have the means and the opportunity, but I think we can create it. I think a lot of time we're very selfish in our desires and we desire things just to make ourselves feel more superior to another person because we want to feel that sense of grandiosity. We want to feel like we're better than. I think this is what society has conjured into existence, this grandiosity, this sense of superior. We want to make, we want to feel like we're better than particular races, particular culture, particular religion, because it makes us feel good. But why? The desire to feel good, the desire to feel superior to somebody else I don't get it. I don't understand it. But nonetheless, desire is desire. We can't get rid of desire. It is something that we absolutely need to continue living. We need it to wake up in the morning. I desire to wake up every morning. I desire to work more money. I desire you guys to support me. And so I can build my podcast. That is a desire. But nonetheless, we absolutely can achieve our goals through desire, through this Edenostic uh, treadmill that is desire, uh, strive, obtain, enjoy, adapt, and then desire more. We can absolutely do those things. A lot of times it's through vanity or wanting more power or selfishness, right? Bottom line, selfishness. We desire for selfish reasons. We have our own reasons and society keeps telling us that we need more. We need to desire to achieve more, but I don't think it's always the best. It's not always the best and we can't always uh, ignore our desires. You know, if we are able to ignore desire, that means we don't desire it enough. If you desire something enough, you you can't take your mind off. It literally cannot take your mind off. It. All you're thinking about is that I've sat down and I've daydreamed so much about achieving success and success for everybody looks different, right? Success for everybody looks different. It also depends on the stage of your life that you're in because me, 20 years ago, I don't know, 20 years ago, uh, was I even born? Uh, me, 20 years ago, what my desires were, were obviously way different than me now. What my desires, 20 years ago, my desires were like, be born. No, I'm not that young. But 
desires different stage of life differs so you know it's innately human to have these desires and to want things and it absolutely helps us to achieve a better version of ourselves but i think it does get dangerous when our desires is going to harm somebody else or it is depriving somebody of something right so if we think about one person buying you know a million cars i mean obviously that's not unrealistic but one person having 10 cars i mean why would you need to have 10 cars why would you need to have three homes four homes five homes in you know five different countries i think it's too much if i got the opportunity to achieve things would i spend my money on having so much of things that i don't want I don't know. I can't say that. I've never been placed in that position. So maybe I'm speaking from my rear end. So I I don't know. But I think I would like to think that I am a a humbled person. I am level-headed and I would not spend so ridiculously on frivolous things just to feel superior because honestly why are you spending so much money there's so much people in the world that's starving i don't think you can ever give too much and you don't have to broadcast what it is that you're giving back you don't have to do it for people to say oh he's doing a good job i think when you're doing things like that you should do it in sounds because you shouldn't be doing it to get recognition again it goes back to the desire to be superior because then people are going to look at you they're going to idolize you are going, oh he's such a good person they're giving back so much money i think when you do those things you should just do it because it's the right thing to do there's so much people starving how could you walk by people or how could you see people starving and just not want to help people selfish desires right it goes back to having selfish desires and not achieving certain things in life or achieving certain things in life just so that you can be selfish but i think if we do achieve a certain level of intelligence we may be able to combat that we may be able to resist certain manufactured desires to a certain degree because we want to get to that level where We can see people with certain things that we don't have and be okay with it. We don't have to want it or wish that we had it. We can be like, you know what? I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. I don't desire that. What I desire now is food to keep me alive. What I desire, I already have. I already have a house, a roof over my head. I have food to feed myself and my family. And I have enough money to survive. I don't have to desire more and more and more. We can absolutely resist this acquisitiveness society that we live in. It may not be good because if everybody becomes altruistic, then it may not be good for capitalist society. We may have to go to a socialism. We're doing so much that we don't need to be doing, but because we're being told that it's we need to do it because we're being sold this idea of happiness that we can buy happiness we desire it because we're constantly searching for happiness and if we're told that hey you can achieve happiness by having 50 houses even though i don't think any one person has 50 homes but that's an unrealistic number but it is quite possible for one person to have 50 homes and we're told that hey if you have 50 homes then you're going to be happy and we desire to be happy we also desire to feel better than the next person so we want to know that I can have 50 hours and I'm going to be better than a whole nation of people 
versus I can buy 50 homes and give a whole, a whole nation of people that don't have homes and they could all be happy. We could all achieve happiness, but nobody wants to think like that. You know, well, not nobody. I feel like I'm overgeneralizing again here when I say nobody. There is people, I do firmly believe there's people in the world that do care for other humans and they do want the best for other humans. And their desire is within reason and it's not an unrealistic desire. But it is what it is at the end of the day. I'm going to end this episode on desire by saying thanks for joining me. Try to be more altruistic. If you're not, it's okay. I'm not here to judge. You can live your life however you please to live your life. I'm not here to tell nobody what to do and what not to do. But with that being said, don't forget to support your girl. Like, share, subscribe. Give me a rating. Let me know what you think. How was today's thought on desire? Was it good? I feel like I rambled a lot for like the last 30 minutes. I don't think I did. I hit any points. I think I did hit some points, but it is what it is. Nonetheless, as always, thanks for joining me for today's thought on desire. I can't wait for you to join me again on the next thought, whatever it'll be. Bye.